Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Friday, November 22nd. S&P futures are trading up about six to seven points. Europe is rallying about 30 to 40 basis points. Asia was more mixed overnight uh, with mainland China suffering some losses. Um, so there's a lot of news actually to kind of run through. I think, you know, spending the last two hours reading through everything, my view really doesn't change, but there are kind of a few headlines. So flash PMIs out of Europe. This is, again, kind of the first big economic data point we're seeing for the month of November. It gave something for the bulls on the bears. So the German manufacturing PMI was a full point ahead of the street, which is good. However, the PMI at 43.8 is still well below 50. And remember, 50 is kind of the demarcation point for growth and um, contraction in in the economy. So 43.8, while it's a full point ahead of the street, is still pretty bad. Um, and then away from manufacturing, if you look at some of the services numbers, you know, services had been an area of strength in Europe while manufacturing suffered a months long um, decline. The services are are kind of continuing to soften. So I think people are viewing the PMIs as a net positive, given the German manufacturing beat, although it's hard to get really enthusiastic about it. Um, the other big piece of news, uh, Xi spoke in China overnight. You know, the headline flashes sound optimistic. He talks about how he wants to reach a, a phase one agreement with the U.S., um, but I think if you read the commentary in full, it's really nothing new that he's been saying a lot of this for the last two years, pretty much. He says he wants to reach a trade accord with the U.S. He says this trade war was started by the U.S., not China. He says any negotiation has to be on the basis of, quote unquote, mutual respect and equality. And then he says China is not afraid to fight back. So I think the headlines are emphasizing how China wants to reach the deal with the U.S. But in, rea- in reality, this has been the Chinese message now, um, pretty much since Trump has come into office. So. I'm not reading too much into that. I still do think that you can get a phase one agreement. I still think that, um, you know, this Hong Kong legislation, which had a lot of press overnight, had a lot of press this week. I don't think it will implode the negotiations, um, but time very much is of the essence, obviously. I think markets will tolerate this continuing for a little bit longer. I think if we go up to December 15th, um, those tariffs will likely be suspended so long as talks, productive talks are still occurring. I just think both sides very, very much want to have Again, the avoidance of further escalation, I think that really should be kind of the objective here rather than having an enormous amount of, of actual de-escalation occurring. Um, you know, I think China is trying to hold out for um, a, a large rollback of existing tariffs. Um, you know, I think that you could get these 9-1 tariffs rescinded under phase one, um, but getting more than that, it, it just seems very tough. So hopefully China um, will acknowledge that and, and potentially there can be, you know, some type of a compromise whereby a schedule or a roadmap is introduced um, whereby if China hits certain milestones, they could get more rollback um, of, of the prior tariffs. And you can also then lower tariff rates rather than having to rescind the entire tariffs as another form of kind of compromise. Um, so that's everything as far as China, the economic data. Um, Lagarde, so the, obviously the head of the ECB, gave a speech this morning. Um, the wires had been kind of promoting this over the last few days as being somewhat important. It really wasn't. She didn't say anything all that incremental. Talks about how the ECB is very accommodated, but she also pressed European governments to do more on the fiscal front. Um, that's something that Draghi has been saying, obviously, for the last few years as well. Um, a couple of items out on uh, just away from China trade on other trade options. So this USM- USMCA bill, um, which as of a couple of weeks ago looked like it could pass the House this year, probably won't pass the House this year. So there was a meeting between Lighthouser and senior House Dems yesterday. Um, It looks like they made some progress, but it seems like this whole issue will kind of get pushed into next year. If it's not going to pass by January, February, 
um, you're probably looking at it not passing at all, just given that Washington goes into lockdown mode ahead of the election. Um, I don't necessarily think this is super critical for the market, um, only to the extent if this doesn't pass, Trump makes threats about tearing up NAFTA and leaving um, the EU, I'm sorry, leaving uh, Mexico, the US and Canada without any type of trade agreement. Although it looks like he does not have that legal authority, but making threat could be unsettling to markets nonetheless. But I kind of think USMCA is somewhat on the periphery. Um, the European auto tariffs is a lot more interesting. So Trump had this kind of section 232 authority um, that he could impose uh, tariffs on EU auto imports um, to the extent that they were viewed as undermining national security. He had a deadline of, of mid-November to make a decision, either impose the tariffs or he could extend that deadline again. The White House has not made any comment on it. So legal experts think his authority under his 232 authority has lapsed. However, the White House does not want to surrender the threat of tariffs as it negotiates with the EU on trade. So there have been reports, Political had the first report out midday yesterday and the journal had one out overnight that the White House is considering a new probe into EU trade practices under another section of uh, uh, Commerce Department clauses um, to find a new legal authority to impose tariffs. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do launch a new probe just because I think that to the extent Trump is still negotiating with the EU on trade, this is a, um, you know, the threat of tariffs obviously will help the U.S. side. I don't think, though, that these tariffs will ever be imposed, um, and markets really don't think that either. And I think that's why you've kind of seen markets be relatively re relaxed. It's really kind of comes down um, to China. And then just finally on Huawei, the Commerce Department has been handing out um, permanent licenses for U.S. companies to export certain non-essential products to Huawei. Um, you know, this was expected. Wilbur Ross, for the last several weeks, has said these were coming. Uh, Microsoft overnight said it has an, a license on export quote unquote, mass market software to Huawei. Um, there are some senators who are complaining about this, um, but this is obviously you know, somewhat helpful as far as the overall US-China relationship. So that's kind of the broader macro framework for today. Like I said, going through everything this morning, my views don't change at all. Um, you know, I, I think the markets as of uh, 520 are taking everything as being somewhat positive um, with the she remarks and that China, I'm sorry, that German manufacturing PMI beat but everything kind of seems status quo. There were a bunch of earnings out last night in the US. I have all the summaries in the Vital Dawn piece this morning. Um, and then as far as the calendar for today, uh, the US flash PMIs will hit at 9.45 um, and the Michigan sentiment will hit at 10 a.m. Um, and then that's pretty much it. There aren't really any major earnings other than maybe Foot Locker, but that's, that's really it. Um, I also sent around yesterday a kind of macro prediction piece um, that I also have a link in today's Vital Dawn, and it's on the website. Um, and I have calendars in the Vital Dawn for the next two weeks. So obviously, to next week will be a shortened holiday one, but there actually are a lot of earnings out next week. Um, and then I have, I have for the following week, the week of December 2nd, when everyone comes back from the holiday, um, you're going to have a ton of sell-side conferences, and you're going to hear from a lot of companies, management teams, um, giving updates to investors really for the first time since the Q3 calls back in October. Um, so that could be interesting just, you know, to, so we can get a sense of how Q4 is shaping up. So that's the week of December 2nd. Um, and so that is pretty much it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.